0: each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Hey guys, Rosie here. I just want to say I am so grateful that you're listening. We are just getting a massive amount of response on this podcast, and I am so grateful that you're a part of this radically loved community that you're enjoying the content and that you're enjoying all the guests and that you're still here and you're still working on yourself and your journey and your path. And I pray that you've received some tools listening to the guests or listening to any of my ideas or topics on meditation or yoga and how these tools can help you create a life of purpose. To continue to help us give you the best content, you can subscribe to this podcast. And most of the time, you can just do it from your phone, from iTunes. Click subscribe and write a review. This really helps us continue this path and this journey. And we love doing it so much. And again, I'm so grateful that you're here. Let us know what you thought. Thanks for listening. Your curiosity is the bloodstream of your own spirituality. This is a quote from Danielle Laporte in her latest book, White Hot Truth, Clarity for Keeping It Real on Your Spiritual Path from One Seeker to Another. Okay, guys, I have to take a deep breath because I'm literally still reeling from this interview. For those of you that know me know that Danielle Laporte is like one of my ultimate favorite heroes in the world. She is the high priestess of entrepreneurship, consciousness, and self-empowerment, and this book is literally gold. I could not put it down. You guys know I'm traveling. I read it from cover to cover and I was so excited to talk to her about it. This book has literally changed my perspective on so many things and has really opened the door to discovering a new way of being in the world. Um, There's so much in there about gratitude, about how to determine to co-create in your life, about entrepreneurship, about forgiveness, about honest self-appraisal. It just goes on and on, and I couldn't be more honored to have her on Radically Loved Radio. I pray that you get as much out of this as I did, Uh, and I've, I've listened to her voice several times at this point, and I'm just... Taking it all in i'm I'm so honored and so excited to present Danielle Laporte. I can't even pinpoint what what my favorite part of this book was Danielle uh how long did it take you to write this by the way
1: well technically well technically my whole life, but literally <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's literal or te- technical I don't know um like nine months where I declared i'm sitting down. I'm going to push this baby out. This book is going to come out of my vagina (laughs) and serve the world. And yeah, so it was, it was really nine months, but I've had chunks of this, you know, I've been putting parts of it in buckets Mm -hmm. for years long time.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, there's, and I've read Desire Mapping, you know, and and I know that there's obviously threads, and it's still your voice, but I really, I mean, it's just the information, the way it's put together is, is so elegant, and beautifully written, and, and I think it's literally exactly what this world needs at the moment, and um, for the people that are tuning in, uh, I'll let you just say a little bit about yourself for the people that are living under rocks and don't know who you are. um, And just what your new book is about that I'm like, obviously really
1: excited about. Okay. All right. I'll take it away. Uh, Hi, (laughs) Danielle Laporte. I've written a book called White Hot Truth. The subtitle really says it all. Clarity for keeping it real on your spiritual path from one seeker, that would be me to another, that would be you. Mm -hmm. And I mean, mostly I'm here like on the planet because I'm interested in raising consciousness and doing that through like really, you know, truthful self-expression. And I will have to borrow a quote from the Dalai Lama, which is my religion is kindness it gets down to love for me. And sometimes love is fierce and love is really opinionated. And that's really sort of (laughs) turns out to be what I'm known for. (laughs) And before white hot truth, I would say, you know, my creative offering was, uh, and still is the desire map, which is all Mm -hmm. about setting goals with soul. And yeah, yeah, you can find me everywhere, everywhere on the interwebs. Inter Yes,
0: everywhere on the interwebs. And, I, and I'm sure that people will and uh, they're going to get pleasantly surprised with all the offerings that you have out there. Um, one of the major points that, that really stood out for me when I read this and, and just knowing the work that you do um, I loved how how honest you were about everything. You know, I I've been wanting somebody to write a book about our path, our, our spiritual journey or like the business of spirituality and just like the things that we go through and all the all the ways that we look for information to at the end of the day just really coming to find ourselves in all of this and I I just loved how you, it's so easily broken down, but I think that obviously, and you're so opinionated about all of these things, which I think is amazing. And I think we definitely need more of in the world, especially in our current state. What do you think that, what was your intention behind writing this?
1: Well, the experience I want people to have is relief Mm. and there's a couple layers to that relief. So it's, you know, you're going to realize that all of the things you've done that you thought, you know, you look back on them now and you think, that was silly. I fell for that. That was a waste of money. What was I thinking? And you're also going to look back and say, wow, that was courageous. That took a lot of guts. That is what devotion looks like. That really did change my life. I'm, I'm more of myself because of that. And, you know, I want you to look at everything you've been doing and see it as an initiation that all the times that you gave up your power and you did dumb things and you did things that, you know, the workshop leader told you to do that you didn't want (laughs) to do that was really against, you know, your body was like, are you kidding me? But you're, you know, there you were going, this has got to be spiritually cool. You know, that's all part of like waking up you're not a loser. Everybody does it. And it's like, you're on track. And how how important cool. is it for
0: us to listen to that? Because, you know, I've, I've been to conferences and workshops, just like the ones you wrote about where I, there was this like, uh, like wall where I was like, I don't want to do this right now. This is this doesn't seem right. Is this person even qualified to be saying that? Like, what mm-hmm. are we
1: meant to do in those moments? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, see, this is the thing. It's really, it's hard to tell. This is why, you know, consciousness is all about discernment. Yeah. Because sometimes in those moment, moments, you're the guy who needs to, to jump up and down on the, you know, in in the ballroom on the chair. And that's your breakthrough. Like, just get out of your way and not worry about what people think and like be in your body and do that and get high on that. And sometimes your spiritual initiation, like the most self-affirming courageous thing you can do is say, are you fucking kidding me? Mm -hmm. And just, and you know, keep quiet (laughs) or leave (laughs) or like peel. (laughs) You you need to get in your rental car (laughs) from the workshop and you need to peel (laughs) the fuck out of there. (laughs) (laughs) but the whole point is you're the person who knows you're the person who knows like sometimes it is just it's fear of expansion and sometimes it's everything in you saying this is not right this is not who I am and I mean basically now my anthem with women (laughs) is like if you think someone's creepy if you think Someone is creepy. Then they are. <laughs> they are to you. Like that's called intuition. Yeah. And I also want people to this is my own agenda. I'm very open about this. Okay. Let's so it. I want you to feel relieved, and I want you to see this as an initiation. And you know, the thesis of all of this really is the best self-help is self-compassion. But here's where my agenda comes in. I want you to get to that place of self-love and respect. And then I really hope that you will get off your ass and you will be of service to the world because the earth is in peril and because we have a crisis of morality right now. Mm -hmm. And we need you to love and respect yourself and wake up and go be a light worker and be kind, be loving, fight for justice, vote, work on you know, your ecological awareness, stop using so much plastic, spend money consciously enough with overconsumption enough with lying on social media about how great your life is all the time. Mm. Um, Just love yourself so you can be kind.
0: Mm. I think, uh, yeah, that's, and so this podcast is over ladies and gentlemen, because that's, that's, she just said it all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a wrap.
0: That was the easiest yeah. interview I've ever done. Uh, why do you think it's so important for us to be honest with ourselves like that?
1: Well, because the alternative, not being honest with yourself, being unconscious, is, is actually really painful. It um, It's no fun. You feel mentally foggy. You'll probably... You might put on some weight or you're going to lose too much weight. You're not going to be in your body. You're not going to be truly healthy. You're not going to feel useful. You're always going to be – listen, here's why. You will always be looking for someone else, something else to validate you. You're going to want the promotion. You're going to keep – you're going to overspend. You're going to buy too much shit. I mean, all the reasons, all of – everything that ails us, all the reasons Mm -hmm. we're going to the workshops are because – of the question you just asked, which I can't remember anymore, <laughs> it was I went on off right. No, it's just <laughs> like that. Why? Why do we have a hard time
0: being honest with ourselves? And this is just like it's just a big question, especially in, in the realm I'm in. Like you know, with being a yoga teacher and, and teaching meditation and mindfulness and, and all of these things. Like even the, this realm is is just littered with with all of us seekers who want all of the things but then we're all so afraid of being honest and posting that shitty picture on Instagram because you want to let the world know how happy and how great everything is when in reality it's not.
1: That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying mm-hmm. Yeah uh, well I I have, I have two more answers then. Uh, one is it's really hard to be honest so we should get honest about how hard it is mm-hmm. to be honest. It's scary work. It's the work of a lifetime. It will require courage and change and mess and ugliness and therapy bills. And it's hard. It's really painful stuff. And it's, well, you can avoid it. (laughs) But if you want to be whole, it's unavoidable. And also, I'm going to contradict myself and say, you know, in defense of all of us who want to look great, just in life, not just on social media, I don't think this is anything new. You know, I think everybody in the fifties, with you know their prim and proper way of going about things, just wanted to look good. We all want to look good, and it's also um it's my right to want to look my best um literally and figuratively at all times, and I also you know i'm now i'm sp- I'm speaking really personally. I don't feel obligated to weep and share my shit online. I, I don't need to bleed in front of everybody and say I'm suffering. However, I am committed to honesty. So I'm pretty balanced in what I share. I, I think I am. I, I'm, I'm really good to say working hard right now. Here's here's what it here's what it looks like. Here's the whole picture. So the whole picture is I fucking rock. I've got something to offer. I worked really hard on having great teeth <laughs> and good skin and 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 having a really big platform. It's working. This is, you know, this is great. And I don't watch any of my videos after because I don't want to cringe when I said something I didn't want to say, Mm. or um, it was a bad hair day, or I never watch my talks after that get recorded, can't do it, too much criticism, I should lose 10 more pounds, I shouldn't have worn that belt, I need to stop wearing all black on stage, like it just goes on, so I just don't, I don't read my own book reviews anymore. Um, not the ones on Amazon. I've been reading the ones. See, this is how I cheat. I've been I'm reading like, you're all my cheating because I'm about to leave like 20 <laughs> of them on there. <laughs> I cheat by reading. I've been reading all the book reviews for White Hot Truth on Goodreads because okay. they've been coming in in advance yeah. and they're, uh, they're really beautiful. And, but when they, when, when the book comes out officially, <laughs> I can't, I need to stop need to stop reading them because I'll start believing all the good stuff or the good stuff not, not believing, that's not the right word. I'll get distracted mm. by the positivity and I will definitely, definitely get distracted by any of the negativity. You can have a hundred five star stellar reviews and you can have one douchey one. Yeah. Uh, that's like, you know, someone's mean. They're just mean. And the, and it throws you off.
0: So Uh, Yeah, Danielle, tell me why I can have 10 five-star reviews about how great all this information is and one bad one, and it just, like, ruin everything. (laughs) Tell me why that happens.
1: Because we're sensitive, want to do good, be good creatures. Uh, Listen, even Eckhart Tolle does not read his reviews. I went to a lecture of his Mm -hmm. last year, and... I couldn't, this like totally gave me permission to be neurotic. Um, He said, you know, in the early days, I mean, this is a guy who sold 1 million copies, a million, that's
0: a lot lot of books, a million copies of
1: The Power of Now or A New New Earth. And he said, he found it so interesting. He went to Amazon and there were many, I shouldn't even try to imitate him. I mean, I so respect him. You almost did um, a little bit. I almost did many, many good reviews and then one negative one. And he said it had this sticky quality in his consciousness Mm. and he decided to not do that anymore. And I was like, damn, if Eckhart Tolle is thrown off by one bad review out of thousands, then I'm not that nuts. Um, and if he's not going to go there, I'm I'm not going to go there either.
0: Mm. Well, I think that that's kind of part of what, what, you know, you talk about in the book about just accepting what is and and not feeling. What are you drinking right now? Are you drinking tea?
1: Oh God, sorry, did my swallow? No, that's no, good because I just
0: <laughs> I just had a swig and I just want I want everyone to know that we're just having tea together. That's
1: all. Oh God, ew, apologies, <laughs> microphone sensitivity. That's gross. Um, People here and. Do you know laugh. I actually I have a policy that when I'm doing video um, interviews, I never take a sip of anything because I think it's rude. I think if you can't go without a sip of liquid for 60 minutes (laughs) to just keep it clean and polite, (laughs) then something's wrong with you. But with podcasts, I think I could sneak, but with you, I can't sneak. Um, I'm just having water, (laughs) but this, the special thing about my water, this is the wellness thing is, um, well, first of all, I live in Vancouver, so you can drink tap water. It's Mm -hmm. like, Revolutionary, but I I put salt I put mineral salt in my water Ooh. just a couple pinches to help I don't know just because I read it ionization or something yeah
0: that's good that's a long I, answer no that's thank you for that um, we were talking about the stickiness uh, the qual the sticky quality of of those things that kind of set us off oh no I was talking about how it's uh, about accepting what is and how we Need to figure out how to like thrive and just being authentic and who we are and being okay with having experiences, you know?
1: Yeah, and you need to root into your reason, your yeah. why. Like, I'm here because I want to be self expressed. I'm here because I want to be of service. And sometimes your why might seem shallow. Like, I'm here because I need to make a living. And that's my way of loving myself and, you know, sh- really showing up. Just, know why you're doing it.
0: Yeah. Um, I have a question about our narrative and how we like we see because we can utilize our story to fuel us forward, you know, but like, how do we break through the narrative so then it doesn't consume us? You know, like the story of, you know, I didn't have the love from my parents (laughs) as a child. And so now I'm seeking it. And now I'm like, you know, on my spiritual path and I'm like totally into the woo and it's mm. keeping me from my poo. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Little seamless plug is there great. for the book. No, this is the first time I've been asked this. So I'm really happy. Um, <laughs>
0: I have read it. I told you I read the whole thing.
1: Oh, oh, well, not the woo and the poo, but oh. the narrative part. Oh, yeah. Then this is really important. Oh, I need to write about this. Um, here's what I've been told many times. So, I mean, obviously, I'm on a book campaign right now. So I'm working with a publicist. I love my publicist. She has vision and she is tapped in. And she's got a big heart. And I sit down with Heidi and her team. and they mm-hmm. say, D, what's, we need your story. And I go, what do you, what do you need my story for? What do you mean my story? They're like, how have you suffered? And I'm just like, why do I have to, <laughs> like, I'm over my suffering. I'm just, I just have things to say now. And like, you need to be relatable. I'm like, ah, oh, I hate this. And I've been in a lot of interviews with, shall we say, glossy chick magazines mm-hmm. and they, they want to go right there and, I sit in these boardrooms with these 20-somethings who are – basically all American chick magazines are run by (laughs) (laughs) 13-year-olds who want to be the editor, who want to be editor-in-chief. And I'll never get interviewed again now. And they say, not to me, gonna listen to this. Just continue. I give them my pitch and I'm, and I'm like being cool and loving and really trying to go with this because I this is what I have to tell myself before some magazine interviews. I'm doing this for the good of humankind <laughs> because this is what's going to happen. I'm going to talk about the truth. Everything I've said here, my version of the truth, what I think is really helpful to people. And then someone who's half my age And just once being an editor-in-chief is going to say to me, why should we believe you? And I want to lunge across the boardroom table (laughs) and say, have you read the fucking book? But of course nobody's read the fucking book. Nobody has time to read anything. They just have the press release. And that's when I have to pull out my suffering story, Mm. which is why my publicist is an expert and why I should listen to her and that's where I say well you know I had a brutal divorce and I have been on my kitchen floor crying and I have smoked a pack of Marlboro Lights while making my green smoothie I have had money almost stolen from me from healers I was fired from my own company I got Steve jobbed and I was hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, and I left with my BlackBerry. And then the de- com- the company declared bankruptcy. And then I just kind of look at them like, "Is that good enough? Is that enough suffering? Am I am I now relatable to you?" And they go, "Wow, we'd like to run a story on you on you know the week the com- book comes out." I go, "Great, I've done my job for humanity." <laughs> so that's it. That's the narrative. Um, so I always want to leave my narrative because yeah. I'm always on to the next thing and because I consider myself a preacher.
0: Yeah.
1: And if you resonate, great. I want you to show up and hear the sermon of the day. If you don't resonate, I'm really okay. I don't need you to believe in me. I have a really great relationship with life and my friends. And I'm pretty solid in what I have to say.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, I love that. I think it's, I think it's really important. And I, I am always inspired by your uh, honesty, because I think it's so important to be able to just call a spade a spade and be able to say that. And it is, at the end of the day, it is your career and it is a business, you know, and, and I think it's important for people to just, you know, know the reality of how things work and how things are, I'm doing air quotes, marketed in in the world. Um, I say that because I'm, I'm curious as to your opinion of like being in that realm where you have to sort of re rehash this story that you obviously have processed through and, and how it affects us energetically, you know, to, to have that sort of, you know, like, aren't we supposed to transcend our narrative and like transcend the story and be like, okay, yeah, like I've moved past that. But like, how many more times I'll give you an example. Like, I grew up in East LA during a, a during the LA riots, it was chaos, I experienced a lot of things, it was drive by shootings, there was people dying, it was insane, right. And so that's just I, I grew up with PTSD, anxiety, depression. And I, you know, I, I was severely overweight uh, on medication, and then I transformed my life as I got older. You know, once I graduated high school, through yoga and meditation and and healthy living, and and so now this is what I do for a living, right? But it's always the story. It's like, well, let's go back to what happened, and it's like I don't want to talk about what happened. Like it happened. Like this is this is what the story is now. This is the new narrative is how how we we utilize the tools that we have in the world now and we get to work with people and our loving friends and community and, and, you know, all the stuff that you talk about in the book and, you know, seeking all of those things. But at the end of the day, knowing that you, you, you are what you are and, and you're the vessel and there's, there's wisdom in, in your experience, but you don't necessarily have to
1: be your narrative, right? Mm, mm-hmm. This is so great because, I mean, what a, you are a before and after story. And before and after stories do two things. One, they, they're healing. I mean, for people to see the before and the after is inspiring and it gives them hope. And in some ways, you know, as a teacher, as a light worker, you're honor bound to keep, to keep waving that flag to give people hope. And they all. The other thing that before and after stories do is they sell. <laughs> I mean, it's great marketing, right? So, um, so that's why before and after stories get flogged yeah. and overused and abused. Um, but I think it's an internal thing. Like clearly, you've moved on, and you can now move to a place where your before and after story isn't a gimmick. It's not just about marketing. It's like, I'm going to tell you this because this story is how I can help you. Mm -hmm. This is my way of being of service. And I'm just going to drop it here. And it's just going to be 10% of everything I have to offer and everything I have to say, but I know you need to hear it and you can do it without, you know, and this is where I can really relate to that. I, I'm now in a place where Sometimes, when I need to pull a certain story up about my narrative, I can do so without, like, oh, without resentment. Like, do we have to talk about this again? And I can say, hey, you know what? When I got fired from my company and I was driving home in the car screaming on the 20 minute drive, I know how you feel. And, but, but it's not it's not a sales shtick anymore. There's another side to narratives, right? Where the narrative, especially in the self-help space Mm -hmm. is blown up. So there's a lot of people saying I suffered, you know, this was my thing and I got fired or I, you know, broke my back or whatever. Um, of course some of those are true and it's suffering, but it's just like, they're getting blown up. They're, they're what's what Allie Brown calls the, um, Uh, your stage story or your speaker story. I wish I could quote her properly where like you, everybody knows I need that suffering story. And I hear those suffering stories. I'm like, That's not suffering. (laughs) I mean, it's so like judgmental of me, but I'm just like, I kind of roll my eyes. I'm like, you know what that is? That's called being in your 20s. So you were broke. You were 22. This is how you learned to be an entrepreneur. Like your dad wasn't paying off your credit cards anymore. This is not the dark night of your soul. Okay. You know, (laughs) so yeah. No, you ain't qualified, right? To tell me about yeah.
0: <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like this is this is the whole thing, and I guess I I totally uh am 100 with you because I see that, and like I don't want to be that person. You know, I'm like, I don't. I just I guess I'm I'm so into just moving forward and and always being from that point. You know, like I always tell people, you know, they're like, well, what's your, you know. Talk, they want me to talk about like a rock bottom moment, and I'm like, dude, I, there is no rock bottom moment when you start from the bottom. Like, <laughs> do you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, I don't even like. I have a hard time with believing in the word failure because that I just I have a hard time with it. I I just don't believe that there's just there are things that just don't work, and sometimes you're so attached to the result that you know, they, they don't work out the way you want, but that doesn't mean you're a failure. It just means it didn't work. There's something else, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I, I appreciate your, uh, your enthusiasm for that as well. Um, (laughs) with, with what is happening in the world right now, especially in the world of, uh, let's say spirituality or self-help, um, you talk about this as well, about consumers mistaking volume for wisdom. Mm -hmm. And how, what is your advice for us in the world of of this realm for that? Like, how do we sift through that? And, um, or should we just like give up and be like, it's all going to hell in a basket? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Another great question. Uh, I think it's great because it's testing us to refer to ourselves. Mm. So, it's treacherous because everybody's got a filter now. Everybody's got a blog now mm-hmm. and it's so easy. I mean, you can just go and get a template and really create a really slick website. And, and there's so much um, information and wisdom about how to market in a really strong way that you can take zero substance and turn it into something that looks really great. Yeah. And, then there's some people who have a lot of substance and they combine that with, with good marketing and really beautiful branding and there's that too in all that noise. And I think what it's calling us to do is like take a breath, ask yourself, huh, do I resonate with this? Hmm. Does this seem real? Huh. And then so there's that immediate, you know, intuition and instinct that we have to hone. I mean, this part of being conscious, you got to know. And it's a lot like dating, like someone can look like they got the whole package, but you're going to know, you're going to feel like is this is this person good and sincere and all of that. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's also calling us to use our intellect and go deeper and to ask some questions, like, I'm very interested in how someone has suffered, how it, you know someone who's calling themselves an expert, has learned, mm. what's the lineage of learning, and what's your motivation, and how do, how do you make your money? And are you, are you giving any of that money away? Mm. And anything free? Or is everything about a fucking funnel, a marketing funnel? And are you really being yourself or are you following this formula? And maybe the formula is a perfect fit for you. So it's, it's a test in discernment. And and I mean, really what I'm on my soapbox about is to just say, be aware, just be question, everything question, everything. Mm. And sometimes the answer is going to be yes. Oh my God, that person is real. And I resonate and that is helpful. <laughs> and sometimes the answer is you kidding me? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think that we we do innately know that, right? I think that you can yeah. just feel that. I think that what you're speaking is 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 literally it's the truth. I think that we need to just do more of that self-inquiry and and be more curious about our own path and be honest with ourselves and mm-hmm. listen to that voice inside and you know be okay with experimenting and trying different different ways of getting there and not buying into the facade of some person who's selling us something that isn't
1: isn't real right mm. you're good isn't this is another <laughs> great point about surface and substance you know we're in such a materialistic um, I, want, I want to say optical, like visual time, mm-hmm. where it's so much about how we look in every way, you know, in terms of branding and yeah. physicality and everything. Yeah, we're like an that, ocular society. Yes, yes, yes. That, you know, you just, I mean, this is just a brass tax. You just don't maybe look as good when you're 70. And, um... Or you don't have the platform because you've been around so long, you've been practicing so long, and doing the real work for so long that you haven't been focusing on growing your Facebook following, and so people don't even know about you. So you know the masses. You know, and that's why everybody at a yoga conference is in the room going to the to the breakout session with a young chick with you know she's probably big on Instagram, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the seasoned dude or woman is in the less attended room, Mm -hmm. but they've really got the wisdom, right? Right. And I also think it's a function of, um, there's this gap that happens. Like now that I'm in my forties, I never talk about my age, by the way, it's interesting that it's coming out now. Now that I'm in my forties, I have more discernment. And I I used to be like in my 20s, I'd be like, oh, wisdom, (laughs) schmism. Like, you're boring. You're kind of old, you know? And now I'm just, I just want to know what my predecessors have to say about this. Like, what do you think? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been hanging out a lot with Guru Singh. Mm -hmm. And he just turned, I don't know, I think he's 72. And he is so tuned in. And yeah, I just want to sit at the feet of true masters. Yeah. And then go be hip and sexy and popular in my own way. But
0: uh Yeah, but that's the balance, yeah. isn't that what we're doing though? Like that's part of the balance. You can't just be one extreme to the other. It doesn't work. Like we have to be able to just find the balance, you know, and then have the I and and have the uh ability to be able to change our minds, like and and have an opinion, and and be able to change our opinion if we feel like it.
1: Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Change is consciousness. Yeah.
0: Um. One of the one of the other things that I wanted to just kind of get your take on in in writing this was, what do you think? What would be uh, the biggest piece of advice that you can give people out there that are looking for this type of truth?
1: Well, as I mentioned before, you know, the heart of all of this is that the best self-help turns out to be self-compassion. Mm-hmm. So befriending yourself really is it. It's everything. It's loving yourself while you are hating yourself. But I I think there's, I mean, you phrase the question in an interesting way. It's like you're already making the assumption that somebody wants to know about truth. So I can give you an even bigger answer, which is, um, it's about devotion. (laughs) It's, I guess not, yeah, I guess I want to say, you know, what are you devoted to? And how devoted are you? Because it's really intense, difficult work, waking up and being of service. And it's the most worthwhile thing ever. It's the most ecstatic, fulfilling, prosperous thing you can do. Like it's just, it's so intense and it's so worth it.
0: Yeah. How do you still seek for truth
1: Oh, well, through practice, mm. I have practices, you know, all these things that we're doing. Um, everything we're preaching about, you know, the yoga and the clean eating and being of service and meditating, some some form of contemplation. There's a reason why all of these things have been going. Everybody's been going on about them for thousands of years. It turns out that they work. And so that's how I keep seeking. I mean, I keep sitting to clear my mind. I keep recommitting to... Putting, being really conscious about what I'm putting in my body. I keep recommitting about, you know, asking myself, you know, sometimes it's a heavy sigh because it's not easy. And I think what's, what's the most loving thing I can do right now for mm-hmm. myself, for this person, for the planet? Oh. Yeah, I keep asking.
0: I love that. So um, just a couple more questions before we wrap up. What... Um, what advice would you
1: give your, oh, your 15 okay, yeah, that, year old self? Oh, 15. Okay. That's, that's young. So I can't say, you know, should, should have slept with that cowboy. No, no, no. no. Uh, okay. <laughs> you could have, uh, I don't know. That's the advice I give to my 20 year old self. Should have done it. Uh, <laughs> got in the pickup truck. Oh God. Uh, 15. Well, I left home, uh, the day I turned sixteen, I ran away. So, what would I tell my fifteen-year-old self? Uh, I would say, I would just say to her, "You're you're not crazy." Hmm. Yeah.
0: What would your sixty-year-old self say to you right now?
1: Oh, Eased up. Um, my sixty-year-old self would say. let it come to you
0: oh that's so good i felt that in my heart <laughs> so good uh okay final question so radically loved is basically a, a form that i created for people to come to to learn about uh different modalities yoga meditation mindfulness uh self-development um where they can get tools and and you know learn about different people and life stories and and so on. But radically loved is this idea that we are radically loved by God or source or whatever higher power of your understanding is, baby Krishna, whatever it is, you're (laughs) radically loved and held. And um, the questions to you are, how do you feel radically loved? And
1: what do you radically love? Mm. God, what beautiful. <sighs> well, I radically love my son. I mean, there's no question about it. I don't even have to think about it. Um, he's 13 and he's awesome. I'll, I'll tell you, this is how I can explain the radical love for him. <clears throat> I'll try not to weep. I feel honored to be his mother I think he is a great being and I respect him yeah uh, how do I feel radically loved uh, well if I look back from like now to you know 15 minutes ago or 15 years I've, life has never let me down <laughs> I think most people could say that, like, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm in my body. I'm conscious, you know. Uh, I feel radically loved by my girlfriends. Hmm. Boom. That's it. I mean, the, the book is dedicated to my girlfriend. Yeah. And that wasn't this this kind of like, oh, I'll just, like, give it to my homies. <laughs> like, this was really <laughs> felt and thought through. Like, I'd be fucking crazy, without my girlfriends and the radical love from them of you know I my prayer is that everybody can experience this with at least one person where you know they listen to me talk about the same chump for a long time and getting over getting over that you know yeah and when I am arrogant they just laugh at me and I have friends Rosie I have friends who bring me salad (laughs) They make me soup and they, and you know, this is how fucking radical it is. They make me soup. They know I'm writing. They know I'm probably not eating. They make me soup and they know that I don't want to be bothered. They leave it on my porch.
0: Oh my goodness. I can't.
1: Like they don't even need, you know. I can't. That's radical. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Can I rent them for like an afternoon? (laughs) Like rent a friend. That Danielle, I obviously uh, am so grateful for you and all the work that you've done. And you've been a mentor of mine for years now and it's such a huge honor to and privilege to have you on this podcast and to just be able to talk about this incredible piece of work that you made. and you're a priestess in this world and I'm just I'm
1: so beyond grateful. Thank you so much for doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, My pleasure. You are fresh. (laughs) You are fresh and real. And I would love to know what you're doing in the world. So, yeah, thank you. And thank you, everybody.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, so for people that want more information, where should they go?
1: I'm everywhere. I mean, my, obviously, Mm daniellelaporte.com. And there's just so much free stuff. And we've built it in a way that... You can just go down all these different rabbit holes and find what you need in the moment. And really, the center of my universe, other than God and my child and my girlfriends, is Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love the Instagram space. I love the visual language. Everything I put out starts there. So, yeah. Okay. At Danielle Laporte. I'm okay, there. great. So we're going to end. We'll put it in.
0: like, We'll put it in the show notes. I'm also doing a White Hot Truth uh, giveaway. So, there okay. will be a five book giveaway for uh listeners uh that give us feedback on the podcast. You can write a review or you can message on um Instagram. We gotta figure out a way to like actually do this, but I'm gonna give it away. So whoever messages me first, <laughs> who's listening to this, the first five people are gonna get a free book. So just send a message to rosie at radicallylove.com and uh you win. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Done. Um, okay, Danielle. Thank you so, so much. I appreciate you so much,
1: like beyond. Here's on. to radically loved. Here's yeah, to
0: radically loved. Beautiful. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us. Message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosia Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes. Write a review. We love doing this, so please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.